0: Hello, and welcome to Daddy Never Cried, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories of our fathers. I'm Gary Best, and I'm joined by Dr. Cindy Carter. How are you doing today, Cindy?
1: I'm doing very well. Thanks, Gary. How about you?
0: I'm good. We both went to the dentist today. We've got clean teeth.
1: We have clean teeth. It's a good feeling.
0: Yes. It's, I'm so desperate for company. I'm glad to go to the dentist. <laughs>
1: I understand that. It was a novel experience after a year being shut down.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Well, I've clean teeth and they're all white and shiny. So uh, let's get to our guest. All right. Our guest today is Alice. Hello, Alice.
2: Hey there. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, So uh, I understand you and Cindy are neighbors,
2: Yes, and we used to hang out regularly before everything happened, so Cindy, I can't wait to get back to our Wednesday night get-togethers. Wednesday night
1: get-togethers sounds like a dream. I'm very much looking forward to that, but it's nice to see you at least in in this format, Yes, and I'm glad you're here. Thanks, Alice.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me, and and Gary, great to meet you as well.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, so, Alice, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Sure. Uh, so uh, I, I am a new mom. I'm actually feeding my baby. You may hear some uh, sweet little noises here, but she should be falling asleep. So I have a three month old. Uh, I'm married to my wonderful husband um, who uh, we just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. That's and um, yeah, that's my that's what's up for me now. <laughs> mom mode. I crochet is one of my greatest pastimes absolutely love crocheting although not doing much right now with my hands full so well
1: alice is an artist with crochet and oh. congratulations on your wedding anniversary and on your beautiful new addition to your family oh thank you
2: we're so happy she's the best
0: mm-hmm. all right so we want to know a little bit about you and your father and your relationship and uh so, uh, I understand the title of your story is Negotiations.
2: Yes, Negotiations in the craft room. <laughs> Tell us what happened with negotiations. Sure, and so this happened in my um, adult life. And my my father was not what you would say, a warm and fuzzy type of guy. Um, he passed away uh, almost three years ago now in 2018. Um, And he was very much an introvert. And so having, you know, deep conversations or, you know, even frivolous conversations were, you know, few and far between. And plus he, I live in California and he lived in Virginia. And so I really only get to see him on vacations and at holidays where a lot of times the people that are interacting are the people that are sort of the loudest at the dinner table or what have you um but he uh (laughs) he was notorious for hating to wrap presents and so he asked me one christmas while i was home you know will you please wrap these presents that i bought for your stepmother uh kathy his name is bill and um I don't know if he was trying to bribe me with like a glass of wine or something. And I said, you know, yes, I will on one condition is that you will stay with me in the craft room and walk around doing some of your physical therapy because he had had an accident and needed to do his little hip flexor exercises or what have you. And so he agreed and I don't know why, but that, you know, half an hour or an hour, of you know, me wrapping presents and him walking around turned into me sort of interviewing him about his life. And I asked him, you know, how he met my mother, which I knew the story, but I'd never heard him really talk about it from his perspective. And sort of a a prelude to that was him having this unexpected story that he shared with me about going to college and being in high school. And my father was brilliant, like Mensa brilliant. He was not in Mensa, but he could have been, he was like invited. I don't even know what you do to get in, but he could have gotten in, Um, which led to some of his social anxiety. But, you know, as a child and a teenager and a college student, sometimes the smartest kids aren't the coolest. (laughs) And so he had shared with me, you know, he was really bullied uh, and just kind of shared some of the pain that he had gone through, you know, as a high school student and then as a college student. And so one of the things he did in college, because he didn't have a lot of friends was he would bike down to the local farm. He went to a school in Farmville, Virginia. It's a real place, uh, called Hampton, Sydney. Very well named. yeah. And so my grandmother, my mother's mom had a farm and, uh, she would sell dinner, like have, you know, the, the students of the college come over and they could buy dinner for like a dollar or 50 cents or whatever it was. And that's how he met my mother when he was in college. And she was a, a little bit younger than he was, but just having that conversation about, you know. Knowing that he didn't have, he didn't even have friends at college to go to dinner with was like heartbreaking, yet kind of beautiful at the same time for him to be able to share that with me and have that empathy of like, wow, okay, maybe this is why, you know, me with my loud, outgoing, you know, just out there personality, it's like, we didn't really mesh that well." (laughs) well, you know, and we didn't have a lot of things to relate to, but I really, I it softened my heart in a big way having that conversation with him. It was really beautiful.
0: Do you think your relationship changed that day? Were you
2: Oh, 100%.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Alice, when when you invited him, oh, well, he actually invited you to come help wrap the presents, but when you offered to do that if he performed this physical therapy set of exercises, in a way, it sounds like you became the parent.
2: Ah, yeah, sort of. And I think you are that's so funny you say that because for sure, as my father aged and um, he retired from work, he sort of like, he used to be so diligent at work and he was such a diligent student. And then it's almost like when he was reti- in his retirement, he became like free from the oppression of the schedule and the numbers and all those things. And so he used to be very rigorous and then he sort of, you know, fell off the schedule. It was really funny. And so we, my, my siblings, I have two brothers. We used to complain that he was kind of lazy and he wouldn't do dishes and all the things. And so, yeah, you'd really have to sort of get him to do the things for sure. And I think that's, common though in relationships my father had me a little later in life um so he was probably a good fifth math is hard okay remember I didn't get the mensa genes your time take your time we'll say fifth older than me (laughs) years older than me (laughs) so um you know he was significantly older than me at that time and um yeah, he was not a fan of doing his physical therapy. And so, you know, you'd have to trick him into having fun (laughs) while
1: doing it. In some ways, in some ways, uh, your father was a different father to you than he was to your siblings because of the age difference. Would you say Mm -hmm. that?
2: Yeah, definitely. They're eight and 10 years older than me. So they got a different experience. And I lived with my mom. So, you know, I was referring to my stepmom whose presence I was wrapping that evening and she's been my stepmother for 35 years and I'm 42. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, my mother was, uh, I lived with my mother for many, many years and my relationship with my stepmother didn't really blossom until we were adults just because I didn't spend that much time with them just more weekends and things like that
1: so
0: your mother and father uh, separated when you were fairly young
2: yep two years old
0: yeah so you didn't spend a lot of time with your dad when you were young
2: not that much every other weekend and then a month or a few weeks every summer
0: yeah did he try to make up for lost time when he had you every other weekend and drink you to a lot of ice cream and balloons and stuff
2: i would say he did his best to connect with me by attempting to introduce me to things that he enjoyed
0: (laughs) (laughs) like like what Uh,
2: my father was an exceptional photographer um, and had a dark room always and that was fun uh you know for a minute um but, you know, it wasn't really my bag, like taking, being patient and taking photographs. I liked being in the dark room and smelling the chemicals. You know, that was interesting and like being under the red light. But, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, he loved to be in nature, hiking or walking. And I could not have been more bored. Like I wanted to do my hair. And I was a funky kid. Like I wanted him to like take me to the mall and like get me combat boots and like that pink hair dye or whatever. And the mall was the last place that he wanted to go. But he did try. He did try. But I wasn't necessarily the easiest person to connect with either, because I have a very large personality. <laughs> You're really
1: describing the differences between an introvert, your dad, and your extroverted life. Mm-hmm. And even so, you found some ways to connect. And and it sounds like if I'm hearing you right, Over the years, there was always a thread of love running through your relationship.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And respect. That was the one thing, too, that I think we really. I was a wild child. I left home as soon as I could. Um, You know, I lived in the big city of Washington, D.C., and raked up a bunch of parking tickets that i think they had to pay i was like a thousand dollars for the parking tickets that they had to pay off and like you know make me work for and uh i was i was just wild and um i just grew out of being wild and i turned into a professional and became very successful at my job and um you know every time i would see them i would vacation with them and things Uh, I would be working and doing business calls and he would frequently just after I would hang up the phone, he would just, you know, say how proud he was of me and how impressed, you know, he's like, things that you can do are things that I could never do. Managing people and shifting people's perspective, you know, because I I, uh, can be a fixer of interpersonal problems and um, he shies away from interpersonal problems and conflict and things like that while I thrive in that type of environment. But, you know, I certainly couldn't write a software program <laughs> if my life depended on it. So he, he, he would mention that quite frequently in, a, in my adult life, which was really nice.
0: So after your, your uh, gift wrapping uh, negotiation, you you th- your, your relationship uh, changed a little bit. You were, uh, and, and how many years did he live after that?
2: I would say another two to three. So not very many, to be honest. But what I recognized during that time is that I was just having very targeted questions. Very specific. How did this happen? What happened there? So I had to be very curious. And then we were also one-on-one. So what I noticed, especially in his last years, is that, you know, if, we were at the dinner and and my, my husband is loud too. And we sometimes it's like competing for who gets to say the next, whatever, who gets the last word. And he would just shut down in that type of environment. And so I would really seek out sometimes quiet times where say the party's happening in the living room and maybe he would be in the kitchen, grabbing a drink. I would follow him in there and just say, Hey, how are you doing? Or tell me about your day type of thing. So
0: so you really got to know each other on a different level those last few years.
2: Yeah. Our relationship certainly deepened. And I think, at least on my side, I, and I think more than anything, just my, like, as a, as a kid, you know, a, a child of a parent, you just have a certain perspective. And I wasn't a mother. I didn't become a mother until three months ago you know, you just, I had a, my heart sort of softened in that moment when I could relate to him, when I could relate to him feeling really excluded from his social circle where I i had to leave a school. I went to this preppy school at one time and I, I had to, I basically begged to be transferred away and to go to a public school where like the cool people were uh, because I didn't fit in. So I could really empathize with that. And so it, it definitely changed my perspective on you know who he was and how you know just how he behaved and and maybe it was more up to me to take the lead in having conversations and even though he's the dad I think a lot of times our as children we put all the responsibility on the parent no matter what age we are you know I'm 35 year old 35 year old woman at the time let's say uh, or, you know, again, bad at math, 39, whatever, fully formed adult, let's say. And I'm still putting all the responsibility on this 80 year old man, 75 year old man to build this relationship with me. It's not fair. You know, it's really, it's really not fair. And I wish I had gotten that lesson, you know, 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a recurring theme in these, these uh, interviews about fathers, it seems to me that, uh, the, if we're lucky, we reach a point where we realize our fathers are human on a deep level, you know, that, that his story about being bullied, uh, lets you realize in a very deep level that he was, he was a human being who had, had, uh, had, uh, suffered and, and, and come through it. And, and I think that, that, let's just see our, our, our fathers in a whole different light and, 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 and a different vulnerability.
1: Mm -hmm. And Alice, the more you knew about him, the more you learned about him, the easier it was for you to love him.
2: Oh, absolutely. And that doesn't go for fathers, right? That pretty much goes for all human beings, you know? That's an
1: important lesson. Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: Yeah, no. We named our show "Daddy Never Cried." Did you ever see your dad cry?
2: Almost never.
0: Yeah. yeah. My
2: mom cried all the time. You yeah. know,
0: yeah.
2: Like it was okay to cry. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She, I didn't. She didn't cry excessively, you know, or whatever. But just she's a woman. You're allowed to cry if you're a woman.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, this has been a pleasure. We sure appreciate your time. And uh, and uh, Cindy, did you have anything you'd like to add?
1: No, I only that. um, I want to say thank you so much, Alice, because not only did we get to learn a little bit more or a lot more about your dad, but we got to learn a lot more about you. And that lets me love you even more.
2: Mm. Oh, that's so sweet, Cindy. I can't wait to hug you in person.
1: (laughs) It'll happen. It'll (laughs) happen. Thanks, Alice.
2: Thank you so much, Gary and Cindy.
0: Absolutely. And that's our show today. We want to remind you to go to our website and share your stories with us. So there's a website is daddynevercried.com. And uh, there's instructions how to submit a story for consideration for the podcast. And uh, we uh, appreciate you joining us on Daddy Never Cried.